Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Right, so I have made you. Actually, you requested it in this bit. I did. She said, I've well, in a sort of route, she said, I've never had your honey baked chicken. It was like one of the first things that I was cooking for lots of people. Me and Nana used to make this for, for everybody for decades, like bands, children, families, husbands, everybody. So this is like, it's one of the cornerstone recipes of our family, essentially green seasoning seasoned chicken and then the mistake people always make with honey baked chicken is they put the honey on before it's cooked and then it gets really burnt you have to put the honey on at the end so you cook it and then just before it's finished the last eight minutes you take it out because drizzle the honey on then put it in really high and then you get sexy then you get oh, sexy oh, that's what makes it so sexy right yes thank right? you okay. and you know what it's oh. bloody good on a hangover oh, I, this is literally the best hangover <laughs> they tested it out for 20 years didn't you <laughs> yes <laughs> Welcome to the, our home. Who have you brought? I have brought my beloved husband, Justin Bassini. Welcome. Hello. Welcome. Hello. Well, partly because Andy and Justin have never met, and we always find it so Bizarre. crazy <laughs> that you've never met, and we've kept trying to do it, and finally we get to do it and record the outcome. Yes, exactly. Which is how we like yes. to do everything. <laughs> Not like normal people. Justin, chicken. Just yes. go to the pub. Don't be getting in there with no Can I ask you about your surname? Bassini, Italiano? Italian, yeah. So my grandparents were Italian on my father's side. Mm. And they came over, my, my grandfather came over in 1910, when he was 11 years old, uh, to South Wales. And wow. uh, they ran fish and chip shops and uh, ice cream parlours and uh, cafes. Yeah, yeah, isn't that... Isn't, like, this is a thing, isn't it? Totally it's totally huge. South, yeah, it's South Wales Italians, basically... Yeah. Sidoni ice cream and all of that comes from there. It's so crazy, isn't yeah. it? That mix. The village that your family is from is also the village that Angela Hartnett's family. Oh, is it? Yes. Yeah, so her grandmother was also from Bardi, which is outside um, Parma in the north of Italy. And so her the food that she makes, brots, pasta, mm. tortellini, mm. all of that sort of stuff. That's the same fat food the, that I was brought up on. That you grew up eating, so yeah. you recognise it. I love Angela Hartner. She's one of my favourite cooks. She's such a, she was, also yeah. one of my favourite people. Yeah. yeah. She's just brilliant. So, um, how did you two meet? 
We met on Hinge, I, the I dating know app. Yeah. So uh, Justin and I have both been married before. And I went through a phase of dating as a single woman in my late 30s, which was a bit of a nightmare. And I got to the stage where I was like, I'm done with the apps. I'm just going to go and do a lifelong yoga retreat forever. I <laughs> <laughs> get a cat. That and sounds then, sexy. And then someone told me about Hinge and I was like, okay, well, I'll give it a go. And the first and only person I matched with was Justin. Wow. wow. And, um, but because I was in that phase, where I was like, I'm just not interested. I'm going to move to LA. And I'd booked tickets to move there full time. I had such low expectations so of you... the actual date that we went on. And then I walked in and there was this distractingly handsome man who had not put the most flattering photos of himself on the app. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's immediate chemistry. And because I was so sort of unsettled and disarmed by it, I sat down. It was this big open plan bar in a very fancy London hotel. And it had been raining outside, so I had to take my raincoat off and I had to take my bag off and I had to put my umbrella to one side. And as I was doing it, the seat that I was in wobbled fatally so that I got flung no! across the floor with this massive open, open plan bar, oh. literally within five minutes of having met this very handsome man. <laughs> And it was the most embarrassing moment of my life. Oh, my I, God. It was awful. And I, I remember thinking to myself, there's only one way through this, which is to pretend it hasn't happened. Style it out. Yeah, just to style, style it out. It out. And so Justin rushed around to help me up and was like, oh, my goodness, are you all right? Are you all right? And then neither of us mentioned it for the entirety of the rest of the day until I got up and went to the toilet and Justin was like, don't fall over. <laughs> I was like, he's a keeper. That's how we met. Just yeah. when you thought it was safe to go back in the I water. Know. Yeah. <laughs> Careful there, babe. And what was your, what did you think when you met her, Justin? Were you Great immediately question, smitten? <laughs> Were you smitten? Uh, yes. So I, I sort of, um, I knew very early that I thought I would like Elizabeth. Because obviously I knew a bit, like, we started chatting before on before we met. Yes, on WhatsApp. On WhatsApp and things. Was she famous already? She, yes. No, I, well, you were, I so had well launched known. the podcast. And also, I'm not famous, but I hadn't, launched the, I hadn't launched the podcast. We'll so I'd written some books. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I knew something would happen because I started, I made a note, and I still have it in my phone, which is like, Elizabeth Day notes, weird. <laughs> <laughs> And the reason I put it there was I was like, I think this is going to be like a really big relationship in my life. And so I started taking notes of like when our first date was, when our first kiss was, her parents' names, you know, all of this sort of stuff. Because I thought this will be really great history oh if this God. goes really, you know, the way I think it and hope it does. And it did. And what, was, so what was that feeling? The feeling of knowing that it was something? Because, you know, it, did it kind of feel like it was bigger than controlling it into something um, smaller? Yeah, yeah, I thought there was an immediate connection and that was really great because I'd done quite a lot of online dating after my divorce and so you just get into this pattern of like going to see people and I like meeting people and so you go for a date and I, and I n never really had terrible dates or anything. But obviously, you sort of like, oh, I've got to do another one, got to do another one and I think as Elizabeth said, she was at the end of a cycle, I mm. was at the end of a cycle and we were like, okay, you know, if this doesn't happen, I was going to take a break. And then right. suddenly Elizabeth comes into my life. So I'm always really interested in whether people classify themselves as introverts or extroverts. Because I think I'm an introvert who's learned how to be extrovert Excellent. when I need to. But the reason that I can also cope with like being in front of an audience, I think you've totally nailed it. It's that you're not getting a lot back. So you don't have to take on the individual energy 
of one other person in quite an intense environment. And actually to replenish my energy sources, I need time on my own. Yeah. 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 I need quite a lot of time on my own. You know, as I've discovered, as I've got older, I need more time on my own. But there's something really important about turning your brain off. When when your, your life is spent... In these, you know, quite intense exchanges, and you know, you you do so much work with empathy and yeah. talking, and you know, a lot of the things that I do are based around that. And I think anybody yeah. who's interviewing anybody, actually, a lot you have to be em- em- empathetic, don't you? Because you have to mm. work out how to to read what's happening mm-hmm. there and then in, in yeah. that moment. I wanted to ask in yeah. that, what did you think of what Elizabeth did for work, and also, I suppose, when you met, Out of Fear was just rising. And you know, I hadn't even started it. Oh god, you hadn't even started. So we met in March 2018, and How to Fail launched in July 2018. So wow. I've had the idea. What a year! <laughs> what a, I mean, what a year exactly. <laughs> so yeah, but this is a fascinating question. I'm really interested to hear what Justin will. That's great. Yeah. So I didn't. Um, you know, I just thought you you were a journalist and a novelist, right? Which I, I was, know, yeah. The, and, and so that was very attractive to me. You know, I like reading books and I like that whole sort of people who can create that sort of thing. And so that was good. So I didn't factor in a sort of the, the celebrity or the, you know, media type stuff, really. Mm. That's all come since we got together, really. And how's that been? It's fine. I mean, I don't like it when, when Elizabeth's recognised. I mean, I, like, we're out for dinner and somebody will come up, which happens more and more frequently. Yeah. And I sort of just sit there and let Elizabeth deal with it because you like it. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, I actually do. <laughs> really? Yeah. Which, well, is, which yeah. is fine. Interesting. But I find it a so bit intrusive. Mm. So you like it? <laughs> I like it for the same reason I think that Andy does in that I feel so grateful for it yeah. because I my first few novels barely anyone read and I remember going and doing book events and I was one of a panel of four and there were four people in the audience so it was a one to one ratio <laughs> and I remember the the feeling of that and the mortification mm. of it and the feeling of not being seen I guess mm. whereas what I do now with the podcast and with my books I feel like that is me and I think that's one of the blessings that life has given me is that I now feel able to be my authentic self professionally and personally so if someone comes up to me and says I listened to your podcast and it really helped me through a bad time or I feel like I know you because I read your book I'm like yeah you actually do because I'm showing up as myself but that's only because I was in my late 30s when it happened so I did know myself better Mm. and I'm I'm just I think it's just that thing of like being I'm so grateful for it and it's I have to say it's not like I'm you know Beyonce (laughs) is that a really sustainable manageable yeah yeah. overwhelming at all and people are generally so nice yeah nobody's been not nice not to my face I'm like well you know everybody's being nice to you they're telling you you're great yeah that's nice I'm very needy yeah so am I words of affirmation is my love language I'm like yeah just give it give them all to me yeah this is great um, so do you think it takes its toll on her, Justin, the work that she does? Because it, it, you do give a lot. When we did the live How to Fail yes. at the South Bank, mm-hmm. I was really struck by how much your audience expected from you, mm. like emotionally, like to solve yeah. for them, actually. Like mm. they really think, do you feel like you have all the answers to so many things? And you do have a lot of answers to lots of things. But it's quite a lot. Yeah. It's quite a responsibility and you take it very seriously so you I give do. a lot back. Just, do you think that has a, takes a toll on her? Yeah, it does. And you, 
are very often, you know, drained by that. Mm -hmm. I can sort of see that perform. But I mean, I've never been part of this one. I would imagine it's the same for for every performer. You're sort of like giving energy out to the audience. Mm -hmm. And that's draining your battery. Right. And then you need to go and sort of recoup that battery, recoup, recoup that energy. Yeah. And I see that in you. Yeah. And also the social media aspect right. of it means that it never switches off. Well, you know, yeah. you could be on the whole time. Mm. You've got to control it. And I think you've got better over the years. Mm. And I think because I don't use social media. And I didn't like it during, you know, when I was getting divorced, it was just awful going on Facebook, you know, because mm. it is this thing of like everybody projecting their best selves right. and an amazing life and da, 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 da. And when you're going through a difficult time, you're sort of like, oh, I'm crap. And everybody's fantastic. Right. And mm. I just like, this is just negative. It's like you don't need the lie. Right. Mm. And so I, I basically just cut it out at that stage. But, you know, for you who uses it so much to connect, it can be just ongoing all the time. I think I have got a lot better at it and Justin has helped me get a lot better at it. Is he your that. battery charger? Yes, genuinely. Aww. I mean, I don't rely on him for that because I, I'm capable of doing it myself, but he is just... I think I realised, and it took me a very long time, for me, true love is feeling safe. It's... That's simple. And yeah. I think for so many years, I'd made the mistake of thinking, well, if someone says amazing things and it feels like fireworks, all of which I had with Justin, but then that, that's a testament to the kind of love, passionate love mm. affair that we have. And actually, so much of the time, I was dating narcissists <sighs> and fuckwits who <laughs> never followed through with mm. actions. And Justin makes me feel totally safe because he's never let me down because there's a consistency to what you say and then you following up with what you do but that was difficult in the early stages it was very difficult i found it very difficult that he wasn't as communicative as i had expected someone i was dating to be so we had three major conversations about the fact that he in my eyes i felt like he didn't text me enough totally get it <laughs> do you think he totally I was just get like, it and also because I think I'd had some quite negative dating experiences where if someone didn't text you, it meant that they were just about to fall out of your life. And right. this is it, exactly. It's like you're being traumatised by, uh, by texting, meaning that everything's still going well and everything's exactly. still safe. Right. Mm. It, that's where the safety came from. They text me. They let me know. They think, do you know what I mean? That's not the safety. That's just the narcissism. But it, I preach. <laughs> totally. And we had to have these conversations where I was like, this is how it feels when I don't hear from you. And Justin had to explain, well, text to me is like a really cheap form of communication. I'd much rather see you or talk to you on the phone. Right. I was like, what? <laughs> I don't want to talk on the phone. You don't Tell me like I'm wicked. I hate phone calls, but yeah. I love them with you. That's, it's fine now. But yes, that was quite... And also, because of what we've both been through historically, and because you have three kids, and therefore there was a seriousness of intent to our dating, where we had to be really cautious in taking that next step. I hope you don't mind me saying, but it took us six months to say that we loved each other. But is that a long time? It felt like a really long time to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, me and a, me and exactly. Lizzie, yes. immediately yes. needed I'm like oh, totally. a month. I love you. Yes. But if it's real love, you probably do need us. I think exactly. that's a long time. That's the point. You know, yeah. if you're trying to form a relationship that hopefully will go for decades. You know, taking your time to actually make sure that the foundation is there and, you know, and I think 
like we're going to be together forever and mm. so our relationship will probably be like 40 50 years and so that when you look at it and go oh it took us six months to say we loved each other and then that stayed for 40 years yeah that's right? not really that long that, it doesn't yeah. sound that long right so ratios i think pacing is very important yes yeah and i'd rather somebody waited to say that they loved me than say it and they don't really mean it that's or don't really point. know, I know. What they're I know. Saying. now i agree with you at the time i was like, i just love them yeah, yeah, yeah. well it's because just emotionally gaslighting me. Because it's what you know. Oh my God, this is revelatory. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Talk to you about um, motherhood and fertility. Yeah. If you if you are okay with talking about all that, I'm totally you? fine with it. Are I'm you just, okay with it? Yeah, okay. because um, see again, go straight to the woman. But absolutely, it's like it's a shared experience and journey. And people already would immediately say, "How has this been?" You know, for you, yeah. I know you guys have um, been on a whole journey with it. And I've just turned 39, and I was like, "God, isn't it interesting how quickly the door opens and how quickly the door starts to close?" Yeah. For me, I felt like the door for having kids because I've worked my whole life. Really, 32. I was like, "Oh, I should probably think about that soon." Suddenly, I'm 39. You're like, "What?" <laughs> and I'm honestly, I just do not feel ready to have a baby. But there's a bigger reason that I feel I should, which is probably just physically and also the world. Mm. Um, and I have started to, like very recently, I'm very severely started to feel shame about it. Oh. And it, well, I mean, but it's but it's just interesting how quickly it happens. Um, yeah. How quickly. You feel shame over not having. Yeah, like okay. not having kids. Yes. And possibly not having some for a few years. I feel like. There's um there's just I just feel this new blanket of something else coming. Is that a great another thing to feel shame for? <laughs> Is that your internal narrative saying you're self-indulgent? You're not being No, productive. it's no, okay. more like things don't look how they should. Okay. I think it's right. Like and we live in a world where there are so many pictures and constructs yes. that tell us this is what this is meant. This is what your body's meant to look like. Yeah. This is what your family's meant to look like. This is what your work is meant to look like. And it's ab it's your it's amazing you're not on social media, actually. It's brilliant. brilliant. Because that's that entire universe is built... I mean, I quite enjoy it, but 
there is a facet of it where I realise it's built to make you feel like you're just not doing enough. Ever. That's right. Yeah. Ever. Absolutely. It's never enough. The, yeah. How you're a mother isn't enough. If you're a mother isn't enough. How, you know, whether your, how your tablescaping is. How oh your tablescaping table don't even start me. <laughs> she doesn't. We're, we're, not, a whole other we're actually not allowed to say it on this podcast. It has to be actually. laying the fucking table. It's, it drives what is tablescaping? <laughs> exactly. See, and that's because you're not on social media. It's not a thing, Justin. It's a bollocks thing. Instagram invented it for table laying the table laying the table it's now called tablescaping and you get you pay sort Obviously of hundreds of pounds here. to get pre-made tablescapes you know at what? Christmas what? at Wait, Christmas I, you, you pay like hundreds of pounds to various posh white women to, yeah, yeah, to, to come and bring to some design, flowers around. Yeah, to design some a doilies. tablescape with, you know, a very a perfect sort of chintzy floral plate. <laughs> oh my God, I feel sick. And a perfect, like, reindeer candlestick <laughs> I for Christmas. I feel sick. I felt sick when I looked into it, but I fell into it. Oh, I was no. like, I must be tablescaping. <laughs> because Justin... Justin does all basically all of the cooking. He's an amazing cook. Oh, and I'm like, I feel, what can I contribute? And we were having everyone round to ask for Christmas last year. It and I was like, <laughs> yeah, what I can do, I'll lay the table and take a picture of it for Instagram. Because that's yeah. really, really well, quite, well, quite. I, I fell into it. And I was like, well, I refuse to pay hundreds of pounds to some woman in Sussex to yeah, send really, me the reindeer please. candle. And um, I just bought a load of stuff from Amazon and Zara home. How did this table look in the end, Justin? I'm going to ask you. It looks quite nice. Have you got pictures? Just look like a nice yeah, I didn't laid table. It just, yeah, it's just, like it it's nice just laying the table. <laughs> it's just laying the table. No, but there's, I mean, there's even ridiculous. pressure about. Justin, I know that's Justin, ridiculous. Justin was unaware yeah. of the tablescaping. Yeah. 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 yeah, so it's a whole universe. <laughs> but like the first time I saw a picture on Instagram that said, um, "Our Easter table," <laughs> and I thought, as well, for a start, I hate Easter because it won't stand still. Who knows yes. when it yeah. fucking yeah. is? And they go, "Easter's late this year." I'm like, "When is it?" meant to be I don't yeah. understand what you're talking about <laughs> shut up about fucking Easter I suddenly realised there was like a whole pressure for people to get the Easter table I'm like nobody cared about Easter no one cared about Halloween yeah. oh I it hate was Guy the fact Fawcett. that Halloween's become Halloween. a massive thing I, I hate it so much come on I'm literally the I, I Halloween Grinch I dress me so too. I'm like I don't want to yeah. so I've got, I've got a question for you so what does family mean to you when you think of family are you a big like I'm a very big well, not just believer in, but I'm a big haver of a massively extended family, yeah. whether they're blood or not, the people that I love, the people that I care about. You know, and there's a vast tribe of us. Is your life like that? That's a really interesting question. And I guess it goes back, for me anyway, to what Makita was asking me about motherhood in mm-hmm. that I don't have my own biological children. And the reason I'm saying I is because it predates my meeting Justin. Mm -hmm. So I was already (coughs) trying before we got together. And I've been trying for 12 years. And I've just, it's been such a long time and it does feel like a battle and it's worn me down. And I'm glad that I did it because I don't want to live a life without regret. But it was sucking up so much of my energy that we just made the decision. I made the decision to let it go at the beginning of this year. And I actually feel really at peace with that now. But it's meant that I've had to rethink what family means to me because although I'm very lucky that I have my parents are still around and my sister, actually family for me means something much more encompassing and chosen. So my friends are really important to me Mm, Yes, as my chosen family and my friends' children. So I have 13 godchildren. (laughs) And I have um, three. (laughs) Yeah, they're really important to me as well. And so 
And we're actually just talking about having a holiday in the summer where we'll invite lots of people. It's the first time that we've done that. At different we're times. We're going to hire a villa, yes, and invite. And not just all at the three same kids. Time. Not all at the same time. Vibe, where are you going to go? Bali. Oh, wow. <gasps> yes. Wow. But I'm really Sorry. looking forward to that. I th- so I think that's family means that to me. It's yeah. like there's, there's a chosen element to it that's really important to me. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, because things... I have a very... Or we have a massive blood family as well. I've got like, I mean like 120 cousins or something insane, right? I actually don't know how many there are. That's how many there are. And um, some of them I like, some of them I don't. Do you know what I mean? So being related to someone by blood is no guarantee of connection. So what I mean is, like, you can be forced together with people or you can be related to them by blood, and it doesn't mean that it's family. It's like the connections you make are so important. Like, the connection that we had immediately. Yes, I'm like sister in vibes. Yes, and I it's not always like that, that with people. You can make friends with people, yeah. but then there's a deeper thing that happens yes. with some people. Yes, know? and that's why, Thank you know, you. Um, all of my mum's f- female and male friends, that's Uncle Nick, that's Auntie Nana. And a lot of people would question me about it and say, was that like a black thing? And I was like, <gasps> absolutely not. Can I be well, your auntie Elizabeth? <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> Auntie Elizabeth. Actually... You're a little too young. We're too close in age. Cousin. 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 More cousin. <laughs> she called cousin. you Liz earlier. I did. That's why it's fine. Literally by mistake. You probably know people from my university era and they all call me Liz. And Unless Liz I've invited a... it. <laughs> I don't want you to call me Liz. Like, you're fine calling me Liz. <laughs> right. But, because you know Rick Edwards and they all knew me as like Liz. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're Rick. So don't, so don't worry about it. Okay, cool. Did, was it working together where you and Elizabeth first met Mum? It was the book show. Yeah. Oh, right. We, didn't, we met on set. We did. We didn't even meet before. There was no meetings before. There was no set up. It was like, you're doing We had show. a Zoom call before. Oh, did we? Oh, we Once, had a weird yes, Zoom. Yes, it was a weird Zoom. But the, the setup was so wild because I had never presented TV before, let alone live TV. And suddenly this job felt like fell in my lap. And it was the Sky Arts Book Club Live at that mm-hmm. stage. And it was uh, during a lockdown. But because we were journalistic, we oh, got yeah. to be key workers. That so we got it. to go to work. And so I was really grateful that I got to get out of the house for two hours every Sunday evening. And I met Andy in person on set. And Andy could not have been more generous or more lovely or supportive. She had a real and piece it, in backwards. I did. <laughs> Well, the first time I didn't even wear any of these. Oh, wow. And the second time I had it in backwards. And honestly, because it must have been actually probably, it could have been quite annoying for you. Like, no, not I've at all. I've got this complete novice who's sitting next to me who I've never met before. And we're going to shoot two hours of live TV together. And it was, it was just so amazing. And you were so wonderful to me. Because of the way our world's yes. media has expanded, yes. there are loads of people who do interviews and interviewing who don't really know how to do it. And it's quite tiring. Because it's not and their background. They yeah, become famous in a different way. In a yeah. different way, through They're a different like, yeah. route. So then when they have to interview you, yeah. mm. you know, I met someone interviewed me the other day, they asked me the same two questions six times. Mm. And I just gave them six different answers. <laughs> I've developed a way of interviewing myself when I have to. Yes. I and, have but to. it can be a bit tiring sometimes. So it was, yeah. I was really glad that in a live TV situation that my new co-presenter was smart and funny and knew what she was talking about. I was like, Thank oh, you. excellent. Yeah. Thank you. So well, I, I mean, I've learned so much from you, professionally speaking. Have you? But, oh, yeah. <laughs> you sound surprised. I am surprised. <laughs> Yeah, just in terms of how warm and how yourself you are when I always remember, so the format of that programme was there was a real life book 
group. And then there were authors that came in and the book group would have read their books and we all got a chance to ask questions. But you were always so amazing at setting quite nervous people at ease right. who were in the book group who'd never been on TV before. And you were always just... You, you have that Lorraine Kelly thing where you make everything seem like an easy chat, but actually you're doing an enormous amount of work to make it seem to like easy. To make it seem like an easy chat. So, yeah. Mm. So I, I learned a lot from you, but the biggest gift is our friendship. And yeah. I just love and adore you and long may it continue. It's one of the reasons we wanted to do this podcast because this is how our family has expanded in the way it has. Dinner around a table and bringing people together and then they bring someone they love and then you love them and then they bring someone they love and then you see them. I mean, that's genuinely how our family grew, around a table with mum's chicken. So, yeah. kind so of. welcome to the family is what Thank I meant you. to say. Like the mafia. Thanks, cousin Makita. I found that conversation that you two had on How to Fail so interesting. The other thing you were talking about was entrepreneurship. Mm. And I really like the way that you kind of quantified it, actually. And it is, it's quite a gutsy thing, isn't it, really, yeah. to, to keep putting yourself on the line. And, you know, we live in a world where we have a government who are actively undervaluing people in the arts and creativity. But I was, when I was listening to you, I was thinking, but most artistic people are, in fact, entrepreneurs, right? Because Great points. We are good, our you own said that to me business, recently. aren't we? We yeah. are our own business. And are, in fact, kind of start, you know you're on your own. <laughs> and it's, and yes. it's, it's, it's gutsy to be an artistic, creative person. Yeah, especially when you're exactly a, a one-man band or yeah. you're essentially sole traders trading yourself, right? Mm -hmm. And that is very, requires a lot of guts and a lot of resilience. And I see that with you. You know, you've got to keep going and keep producing the work. There's a, it was a great um, quote that I heard a few years ago, which is great artists ship, right? So what that means is great artists actually do the work. They don't sit there just, you know, ship with a po P. polishing, polishing the, the novel for the, the 20th time, you know, doing the 400th re-edit of your book or whatever. Yeah. You've got to get it out there. And that process of getting out there is all about putting yourself out there and putting your work out there to be judged. Yeah. And if it's successful, it could not be successful, right? And so the successful entrepreneur, you put your work out there, hopefully people like it, and you make some money from it. And if they don't, you get back up again. And That's you get the back thing up. Is that you have to keep getting back exactly. up. You're someone who's got back up again. Yeah. So I've had times. several businesses and the business in my 20s didn't go well. And, um, yeah, it was pretty painful when that, when that failed. Yeah. Um, is that because it meant a lot to you or is it, or was it just it embarrassing? Was, it was the first both. time that I, it was embarrassing. Mm. It was shame, mm. but it was the first time that I'd really failed at something. But this was the first time where I was like, I've really fucked up here. Mm -hmm. I've really failed. And that internalization of, no, you've really failed here was very difficult to take. Yeah. It's hard to know. But it's a, it's a phase of something, isn't it? Gosh. Yeah, when you're in it. When you're yes. really in the middle right, of something yeah. that is like just falling down around yeah. your ears. It's hard to know. You just think it's the end. Yeah. Well, it's, well, you don't know the bit that's coming, which is, oh God, I'm going to have to find all this strength to start again. Just start yes. again. I think some of that pain is knowing that that is somewhere in the future. I, I remember thinking, <clears throat> not even bankruptcy, just sort of like suddenly not really working in my early 30s. And I was like... Oh, right. I'm going to come back. It's just not now. This is about something else. That was, that was such a good point. I, I remember feeling that 
in a personal relationship sense. So I was dumped three weeks before my 39th birthday. I know, I and hate that I, story. Was, oh my God, it was horrendous. Uh, now it's on 39, I'm like, oh, I get it. Such that, bad timing. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's, so I had, my 30s, I had got married to the wrong person and divorced. So I tried and failed to have children. And then I got into this new relationship that ended totally out of the blue for me just before my 39th birthday. And I remember exactly what you said. Part of the, the pain, the substantial pain being like, I'm going to have to now spend time trying to find someone and build up a relationship again and build up to loving someone again and taking the risk again. And it just That's felt so overwhelming. I was like, I'm going to be 83 by the yeah. time that happens. Yeah, by yeah, the time yeah. I've like found enough trust in someone again. And the strength to, to, to stand learn. up. And, yes. But then I found Justin and he made me realise... As you said earlier, you're a great believer in pacing. And sometimes the pacing that life has in store for you is totally different from oh. what you're projecting and well, what this, you think it's going to be. This is it. It's like yeah. surrender and let the universe get on with it. That's yes. absolutely so We right. so believe in that. And just put out there, I, I, I'm honestly, I'm a real believer in this thing of like, you just project what you want into yeah. the universe. And it might not happen tomorrow. It might take 20 years. Oof. But if you keep focused on that and you keep going and you keep optimistic that you're going to get there ultimately something will come from that mm -hmm. might not be exactly what you wanted but that it's that rarely pays for, exactly exactly what you want. but, but it, actually it's often what you need what you need right. <laughs> not what you want but right. what you need exactly oh shit that is everything that is actually what i learned in the last few years it's like it's not about what you want it's about what you need and that's what the universe gives you which is why it takes a little minute yeah when I went through my divorce a friend of my mother's who's quite spiritually inclined was like you should write a list of every single thing that you want in a partner and then you should write it on a piece of paper and then you should set it alight and scatter yes. the ashes and you've got the uh, water air wind and fire or something all of the elements and I did it but I forgot to put in key details like age and basically I ended up with someone who met the requirements but not the ones that I hadn't thought about so he was much younger than I was and that's the relationship that broke up mm. then I was like I'm not going to make that mistake again wrote a list of such specific detail <laughs> like everything just covered as a sheet of A4 with everything I absolutely wanted did the same thing set it alight I was in LA at the time I can remember where I was when I scattered it into the air and then I met Justin. I'm not kidding no, you. I met Justin like six like months that. later. Oh. And I kept a photo of that list on oh. my phone. And I've subsequently showed it to you. And he genuinely meets every single criteria. Oh, oh, every single very specific criteria. But I was very specific. I was like, no drug dealers. <laughs> <laughs> no philanderers. Yeah, see, no time wasters. I was too vague. <laughs> Interesting. So it's like, be specific. Yes. About specific. what you want. Don't you? I'd like love. Can, can I ask you a question, Justin? Because, because you asked me what family meant to me. Yeah. And I'm really interested what family yeah. means to you. Well, family means my children and you and my mother. And Your sister. My sister. Remember her? <laughs> my sister, God love her. Um, I don't have like a massive definition of it. That's it's the traditional definition, I think, of family. Okay, fine. And I don't have many, I don't have that many friends and yeah. things. But that's been the joy about meeting you. One of the amazing things about meeting you is just the people that I have, we have now in our lives, like you guys, and mm. meeting people who are just genuinely fascinating people mm. with amazing stories and have done amazing things in their lives. Um, and that's just been an absolute joy. So I want to ask about fanciness. And when I, when I say <laughs> fanciness, because different people have a, 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 an idea about what makes them feel fancy mm. or feel dressed up 
or relaxed or happy in your clothes? Do you like getting fancy, Elizabeth? You're quite fancy. You are Am quite I? fancy. Oh, thank you. Oh, come Please. now. I, that <laughs> dress at your book launch. Yeah, that's what oh, I was thinking of. But that dress was an entire, that was an accident. I can tell you a whole story about that dress if you want. <laughs> but basically, um, I got sent it by mistake. And, it turned, and I was like, oh, I'll just try it on anyway because it looks really fancy. It's yeah. just like velvet, floor length. Who was well, it? Like a floor length train but the top but the front bit was shorter um and it was intended for dolly alderton who's a really good friend of mine they meant to send it to her but they got their tall london author podcasters mixed up oh wow and they sent it to me instead and she needed it for an event some fancy white i curried it over it didn't yeah it didn't quite suit it didn't quite fit the bill for her so she curried it back to me and i ended up wearing it so (laughs) i cost a lot just got to a point in my life where i will spend more money mm. because I never thought I deserved it. Right, it's like houses as well. I remember we had this conversation yes. where you yes. recently moved. But you, it's almost like you've never felt you deserved more than two. Rooms. Or just that I was allowed. Yeah, or that you could. But I could. When my uh, accountant said to me, "You know, you should just rent a house," I was like, "Really?" Yeah. And I said, "I can do that." He said, yeah, "You can do that because at the moment you've got five stories." You need. I know. <laughs> 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 I was like, "Move into the storage." I need another storage unit. He went, right. "Please don't get another storage unit. Just rent a house because I've got so many clothes because of work." Yeah, and I'm just not used to, and I'm also not used to like being able to have things. It's, yeah. a, it's a mindset, being it a, you know, that I'm allowed to have things. Hmm. It's really interesting watching mum have things and allow herself to have things, whether that be a nice rug or a big house. Especially because we work, you know, we work all really the, hard. All the hours God sends. Yes. Yeah, any hour God sends us. And, <laughs> and now she's got her favourite new dress shop on Monster High Street. Oh. They're very good. But do you know what that's a bit about as well? It's a bit about not being a size 12, 10 or 12 person. Yeah. And all those like really high fashion places. They don't make clothes in my size. So I never felt like comfortable to walk in. I remember our friend Hosh, she's come from a very wealthy family, took me to this um, thing. At, was it Gucci? Yes. I don't know where it was. It was Gucci. And uh, they were like, do you want something? And I, re- I was like, I'm not. That is like a whole pit of fucking one getting undressed in Gucci. No, thank you. So I got a handbag. <laughs> Which is still, Which is in, the still bag. in the bag still upstairs. Because it's a again. stupid clutch bag. I don't like it. I'm going to yeah. sell it. We've been saying yeah, that for eBay seven years. Is. Oh, seven years. But I had a similar thing recently. We went on holiday a few weeks ago and I was just wearing this kind of misshapen bikini. And I was like, why? I'm 44 and like you, I work really hard. I'm like, why am I working hard if I'm not spending money on something that's going to make me feel better when I'm on the beach? So suddenly I went through this whole like, no, I'm going to get something nice for myself. Can yeah. I really not have a new cozy? Like, exactly. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's, uh, thank you so much for coming. Yeah. Justin, yes. I can't tell you how happy I am. I feel kind of relieved. Yeah, I, I've loved it. And it's I so lovely, lovely to meet, to meet you. you it I really is. Yeah. so nice. Can we do lots more? Yes, yes. definitely. Come over to ours. And yes. Cook. And what do you cook? Oh, and meet Huxley. This is a big conversation. Um, I can cook. Uh, if you came over, I'd probably cook Italian. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what my grandma Some of the brothy, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. that's, that's like my favourite, yeah. like, that, uh, yeah. in Brodo. Tortellini in Brodo is his signature dish. I'll, I'll make you that. See you soon. Yeah. Cheers. Viva Tortellini in Brodo. Yeah. Tortellini in Brodo coming so up. Didn't she do well? <laughs> <laughs> what a lovely dude. Yeah. One of the most like emotionally intelligent people you'll meet, yes, isn't he? Well, I love the way he talks about the world and life and their relationship. There's a lot of communication in their relationship. They're kind of very grown up, aren't they? 
And he's very interesting. Totally. But then I thought, are we getting something different from Elizabeth because she's with him? And I absolutely th think we were. Mm. As she said, she's just really safe with him. Like, yeah, loved. But loved, yes. And loved. She, she moved like she was loved. Yeah. And Well, cheers I to that. Macked another dinner party. I like that our table is doing what it's always done. Yeah, that was really nice when you talked about that because it just felt really... I mean, I know we're at home, but just because you're at home doesn't mean you feel homely mm -hmm. with the people that you're having dinner with. And it just felt really homely, really lovely. And I feel like I'm going to think about, go to bed thinking about a lot of stuff. Yeah, I feel like I learned a lot today. Yeah. You're going to make a list? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you better believe it. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.